You've got to stay curious like a child. And sometimes you need to treat yourself like a child and look after yourself. Hey, hey, welcome to the Up and Becoming podcast, a space for inspiring and empowering conversations for the dreamers, creators, and self-starters. I'm your host, Kurt Bingham, and you're listening to episode 15. In today's episode, I'm speaking with Harriet Gordon. Harriet is a bridal designer based in Western Australia and designs some of the most incredible bridal gowns in the world. We started talking recently about the power of slowing down, seeking silence, and how that can open new possibilities in the creative process. And that's what we touch on today in this episode, that there's power in creating space when the world just keeps getting busier and busier. So thanks for being here, guys, and I hope you enjoy today's conversation. Today, I am chatting to Harriet Gordon. Uh, She's a bridal designer and um, someone that I've kind of just like noticed the past like few months um, after uh, a friend of mine messaged me and um, told me that Harriet had listened to the podcast. And um, it's been actually pretty cool to see what she does. And uh, we had a little conversation maybe a couple weeks ago about burnout and about kind of the challenges we face in business. And I thought, why not bring on Harriet, uh, someone that listens, but also someone that is in thick of running a business. Uh, So welcome, Harriet. Thank you, Kurt. Excited to be here. And excited to say yes to things like this because you learn, you sort of pause and reflect and learn about what kind of what you already know but you just forget in the busy day-to-day of working and living you know yeah fully and I think even yeah just I guess just before I press record I was even saying like you can get it's hard to manage your time sometimes it's hard to know what to look to um and what to focus on um so yeah it'll be cool to kind of unpack that a little bit but I'm sure you know this but the first question that I often ask my guess is who do they want to become when they were a kid? So who did you want to become? (laughs) Uh, So when I was a kid, I wanted to become a fashion designer. I was always obsessed with fashion. So uh, I guess I am kind of am that. Um, Probably different to what I thought it would be like. Um, But, yeah, really found a a good place in the bridal industry. so I can support, um, yeah, kind of support me back. Like it's a really rewarding um, industry and uh, just with fashion, how it is in the world right now, uh, there's so much fast fashion and things really need to change. So bridal feels more special and refined and more better quality, less quantity. Yeah. Yeah. Good, great fabrics. Yeah. All those things. That's quite interesting because I think um, even what drew me to weddings was like, I guess, the legacy of it and the um, exactly that. Like I felt like I was just taking a lot of photos to sell more things. And then when I started taking wedding photos, like, wow, these are actually going to last. You know, someone's going to cherish these for the rest of their life and beyond. So that's cool yeah. how that kind of is a narrative. Yeah. Through wedding photography. Um but when you were thinking about wanting to be a fashion designer, was it 
quite a chronological um, thing where you just say, oh, I need to go to school and then I need to do this or, or was there um, a time where you weren't? Yeah, I kind of had, I feel like um, also when you're a kid and if you tell someone what your dream is or what you want to be, you can, you often get like people might laugh at you or they'll just think what you want to be They're like, oh, good luck with that. It's a really tough industry. So I think that probably happened when I was at school and I thought I don't actually know how, I don't know how this will work, but I just had that really strong pull to, to make and I loved like we made crazy things we wore through school and to like our balls. We just loved sewing and making. So straight from school I went to, I went to Curtin Uni because that's what you do. You go to uni after school and um, did that was a fashion uh, fashion and textiles something uh, something or other degree in it and yeah it just it all felt really wrong it was really um, we were writing essays we were writing essays about the design of chairs and really it just didn't it wasn't suiting me which like now looking back writing just, just um, learning about the design of chairs sounds really interesting but I just wanted to learn how to make, how to pattern make, how to cut, how to sew. So I left um, and went to TAFE, which is much more hands-on. I'm not sure if it's called TAFE everywhere, but, yeah, yeah, we had really great teachers and they'd they'd been in the industry and they, I think they, yeah, they just taught us all the basics. Um, So, yeah, we, we learned everything about making then after um after TAFE and during it as well I worked at a clothing alteration shop so I learned a lot about sewing and fit and the really technical side yeah yeah that's cool that's been really helpful and if we were to fast track to kind of where you are today you know you've got your own label Did you work for someone before or did you just kind of dive Um, straight into your own? So this is the sixth year of doing this full time. And um, so six years ago I left the alteration shop. Quitting was really hard. It took a a long time to take that leap. Um, I just met my now husband, Alex, and he he helped me push over the edge. He wrote me the resignation letter because I just kept trying to quit and she'd be like, yeah, yeah can you work this month though? I'm like, okay. (laughs) So he got me over the line. He helped support me. Um, And then uh, I did do a bit of sample machining work for some other designers. But, yeah, it was just like it was a tough few years at first, not making a huge income and um, just getting out there doing, yeah, offering a lower price for friends and family and then experiencing slowly expanding out and we used to do all custom work so this since february it's just shifted into the wholesale stockist market so it's a really different system amazing and if i can um dig a little deeper on the quitting um or the resigning uh in that time where you Mm. felt like Mm. you couldn't do it for yourself um have you ever thought about that have you ever reflected and, and looked back on that time and thought, what if I didn't take that step? Like, what if I was still there? <laughs> you know? 
Have you have you thought yeah, about that well, at all? I would I would still be there and I would be really unhappy. Sometimes songs come on the radio and I remember I used to listen to that song driving home from work, like 5pm was the happiest time in the world because you're yeah. just so happy to leave work, you know? Wow. I think that actually speaks and, volumes, yeah. Yeah. Um, it was just like if, you, if you're unhappy in your job and you, you don't agree with some of your boss's values, then it's just going to keep you you know, you're really like living in an uncomfortable state. So it's, you've got to yeah. listen to your, yeah, listen to your intuition there. It's really scary taking that leap and financially really scary. But if you can just like make it work somehow, you know, get, yeah. get and your I bearings. Think, I think for any, any of the listeners, um, you were stepping into something, you know, in a way like you had a goal, you'd worked and kind of understood your, um, speciality. So there was something that you were kind of stepping into, which is nice. And I would definitely recommend that. I think hopefully most people that listen to this podcast have either got something, a dream that they're, that's growing or they're at that point where they're thinking about taking that step. So, um, I think that's significant. If you are finishing work and being so happy to just get out, like Maybe, mm. yeah, maybe taking that time and to like, you're look, living look for within the yourself. Yeah, which I actually, something really I find really funny is I always get asked by people like, what are you doing on the weekend? And my life no longer revolves mm. around the weekend. And I find it kind of tricky. Yeah. Um, because for me, like tomorrow, I'm taking like a half day and I'm going like to the beach because it's good weather, you know? Um, yeah, and I can do so that. <laughs> like, that flexibility. Mm. Yeah, and that's what I, I love. My happy, sorry, my happy no, spot in the week is um, Thursday because then I've got it's yeah Thursday and Friday both full days at work and I just and then I look forward to the weekend because we have a two year old so yeah it's the days at home are, um, we have Monday and Wednesday at home and it's pretty busy and crazy and I miss like the brain uh, just using my brain at work and not um counseling toddler tantrums all day <laughs> i love him i love him to death but, of course you do um, yeah thursday's the happy spot oh, i love that um oh that's so interesting because i think yeah you're you're being excited about your work and, and leaning into that's actually like that's the dream i think you know um but i think even what we were talking about the other day um was that you needed to take a step back after, I guess, a season of working really hard on the business. And, um, and I, I would love to hear a little bit more about that. Like kind of what, what led to yeah, the point? We, um, well, we had a really busy month in February. We went to Sydney and we set up our first stockist hope and page. And, um, we did a bit of, uh, we met, I met a few um, amazing bridal designers there and we've become really good friends. So we, we kind of did this shoot thing together and there was a lot going on. And then we, I came back and um, it was still really busy, like uh, making bridal gowns for Australia. That's a really busy time, a lot of collections picking up. And then the pandemic hit and we had to uh, take Raph out of daycare. Um, I had to stop working because Alex he's a lawyer. So he had to keep working and stopping working was so hard. 
Yeah. I missed it so much. Um, and there were still things to do, but I just had to figure out a way to do them uh, while being a full-time parent. Um, and then we, yeah, we came back and then it just thing, I think that's kind of a running theme of the pandemic is sort of being anxious and saying yes to a lot of things. So said a lot of yeses, things started getting really busy, had a lot of rush orders because brides worldwide were just eloping and needed it immediately. Yeah. Um, and our system was, it's not set up for that. We're made to order. It's supposed to have a five month production, but we've been cutting that short a lot. So September things got really crazy and busy and it really sneaks up on you. Um, so it was just, I think we had, there were so many decisions being made and when you get busy, you get kind of scared because you don't know if you can sustain it or what the next few months will be like. Um, I felt, and you, you, your systems are really tested. We have to do a lot of advancement in our systems and get this yeah. new software for managing fabric and everything. But in that, um, um, if I, yeah, if I can just, I guess interject just for that. I just wanted to ask about one thing there. You like you're in the middle of it, but everything's now really busy. Was and there was probably a season yeah. this year where you're like, that's all you hoped for, you know, for things to be yeah. back to normal and like I guess busy. So balancing that that like, you know, that I guess longing and then realizing now like, oh wow, I now I have to like for me it's like maybe now I have to shoot a wedding every weekend or two. It's like, I don't really want to do that. Like, that's crazy. So, um, mm. yeah, how, how, um, how did that kind of transpire? Yeah. Um, um, so, yeah, when it was a totally crazy busy time and you feel kind of burnout-y, like at night you just don't feel relaxed, you feel really wired, tired but wired, that's what they call it. Yeah. Um, and I was struggling with basic decisions like where to park my car at work and that was a that when mm. I couldn't figure out where to park one morning that made me realise something wasn't right. I wasn't wasn't keeping it all together as well as possible. Uh, so it, a lot of small things changed like you have to accept that you can only offer what you can offer and you're, you're a human, you know, Um. So you do your best. You say yes to things. Um, sometimes you've got to take that leap and push because you really want to do it. You really want to do it. Um, but you also, yeah, looking after your, your body and your person in ways like um, healthy food and yeah. yoga to calm the mind. Yoga. <laughs> I actually, I just got into yoga like the past yeah, few months. It's really good. It's, it's crazy. Like, really well-priced therapy in a way it's maybe more yeah i like i actually yeah i'm like maybe that's too personal but i was like i was trying to book a therapist because i just think it'd be good to talk to someone in this crazy year and they're all booked out like till february you know oh that is crazy Um, well it is really good to talk to someone that's yeah 100 i think yeah especially this year there's been so much to figure out and yeah like yeah, I heard somewhere the other day that people are finding it comf- some people are finding it more comforting knowing that the whole world is an anxious comfort to know that you're not your anxiety is not unusual anymore. Yeah. Um, 
that that is that is quite a, that is quite interesting it's yeah i read an article at the very start of the pandemic and it talked about um the whole world is grieving grieving together and there's like this unity in the in the mm. grieving and in the grief and um it's connecting people in a, mm. in a way that it never has because we all have this this thing that we've all experienced together um mm. so definitely i, I yeah. would hope there's some think- good in that somewhere yeah yeah I think yeah I feel like we speak to people with more love and care and connection and you just and an understanding as well of what and for the brides and grooms planning their wedding right now it's not an easy thing to do it's a stressful thing to do normally yeah Um, and then all the added all the added dynamics I guess um but you know, you couldn't park your car and that was what was happening. And then did you, you, you took some time off, hey? Yeah. Um, Yeah. So that's the other thing is stepping back. Um, And how hard is it to step back when you feel so like almost panicky, like you just can't get on top of the workload. That's the last thing you want to do. It's really the best thing you can do because I knew I was running really inefficiently as well. Um, I could feel like the day was inefficient. There was so much to do, but I was like taking a really long time to do certain things. And and sometimes you're doing the things that are not urgent and there's urgent things that you're putting off because they're harder, but they they need to be done. You just need to do them. But, yeah, stepping back. Yeah. Mm. Not at, like on the days I'm with Raf, not I just don't check emails those days and I'm sometimes quite late to an email but that's just how it has to be right and now. is your team have you got a few people or is it just you responding to the emails um so I've got so there's kind of three of us in the studio and one's a part-time assistant and one helps a lot with the make we do a lot of veils cut um embellished and custom veils so she does those and she'll also do a bit of emailing but like we Basic things like we've just realised we need another email account so she can just respond to inquiries on that account. Yeah. Yeah, just, I feel like some things we're learning right now are so basic and obvious but it takes a while to get there. <laughs> and I, I think there's probably many people that are listening to this that could align because we we sometimes we don't know what piece to, to build first. We don't know which way to go and, and we do kind of build the plane as we're like, over the edge you know yeah. we've, we've dived over there and we're just yeah. building it as we fall so um maybe there nope. needs to be another email account maybe i don't know like for me i'm building a website at the moment and i yeah. keep thinking yeah yeah i keep thinking like um oh once that's done then I'll, all the bookings will come in and i'm just like leaving it like i'm just deferring the working as mm-hmm. hard so I'm like, no, there's plenty of other things that I could focus on right now, you know. So um, it's those excuses that I think. Can... Yeah, getting the website up is a, is a really big process. That was part of the September Madness was we had to, we lo- launched the new collection. So we had to have it all on the website. And it was just, it was so much more work than I'd anticipated. Yeah. And we were launching the collection with the lane. So we had a date that we had to have everything ready for people to click through yeah like having all the photos and um all the information yeah 
it's a lot on the website. I see yeah. why people spend a lot of money getting a website done. You know? <laughs> exactly. Cause it saves you like, I think an astronomical amount of time. Cause even just like yeah. this little fiddly bits and yeah. Um, but did, so what, like, did you end up going away? Was that what happened? Like you took a, like you took a break or you just, what was the, um, we took a, we took a weekend down South. So in Perth, uh, it's like a three hour drive to Margaret river yelling up, which is really beautiful, special Amazing. spot that we often go to as a family. Um, yeah. And sometimes it feels really, yeah uncomfortable to have that break like you might not even enjoy the break but yeah. then it just it does reset your mind a bit you come back excited to get back into work and then I guess when you go back to work are there are there actually some routines and um maybe boundaries you have on your work your work like um your work but then also I guess family time home time like you said you don't do email you're trying not to do emails in the little one's home um, what are some other things yeah, that maybe so, yeah. could help? Uh, so we're, we're looking to have a Perth stocker. So we'll discontinue having brides in here in the studio. Um, so that will mean not working on the weekend, which has become really important for us as a family. Um, just to have those two days where you're not, there's no plans and you don't have to be somewhere and you don't have to, be professional or switched on you know um, I do. <laughs> yeah <laughs> switched on you don't realize um, how much the- it takes from you when you get home and you just you've been talking to people all happy all day but then all of a sudden you get home and you just cannot function <laughs> you're like I can't talk to anyone yeah. but I recharge <laughs> by myself I'm, a, yeah. I'm kind of an introvert so yeah yeah, yeah, totally. I think I'm an introvert too. And I think for a really long time, I thought I was an extrovert. So, <laughs> so did I. Really I actually did too. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Or maybe so we have part of us is extroverted. Yeah. Like I love yeah. people. I'm like, I want to know who you are. I want to know your story. I want to like connect with you. But then when I'm home, like uh, the boys, um, I live, I have a couple of housemates and they, they always laugh when they come home and the lights are off and it's just silent. I'm just sitting on the couch. They're like, what are you doing? I'm like, <laughs> I'm just in my happy place. <laughs> like, I, I, don't, yeah. I don't watch heaps of, t- I just like to sit and it like, sounds weird, but sometimes I just don't want to hear anything. <laughs> like, um, yeah, I completely understand. And that's <laughs> really good to have the silence. It's needed. Yeah. Yeah. And time in nature, time outside. Totally. I think, um, you know, you you realising that has probably been so helpful and knowing that, hey, I need to take some space. Um, but moving forward for Harriet Gordon and your brand and your business, like what is the, what is the dream? What do, you, what do you kind of want it to become? Um, I think... Yeah, I've kind of just been in the mode of making decisions as it goes and yeah. I'm letting it grow organically. So if a stocker contacts us, I'll I'll look into that with them and see if it feels like a good fit and the aesthetic aligns. Um, but I think I do need to spend some time reflecting on really the bigger picture and and as where as it grows, your our values are being tested and we really need to know what 
kind of what we would imagine the end goal to be because also if you don't I feel like now if I don't write down things that I think are impossible that they could they could potentially actually happen so yeah if I don't acknowledge them now maybe it won't feel as special or uh, yeah I think there's just a lot of weight in that reflecting on that um mm. but we're kind of yeah currently just letting it um letting our stockers grow worldwide which is really exciting uh, we've got some new ones on board. A few, a lot yeah. of the ones in Europe and the UK have just gone back into lockdown. So I hope they're okay. Yeah. Um, and get through it. It's crazy yeah. to know that it's still very much a present thing. Um, Australia's been quite lucky, I think. Um, well, I know. Yeah. So, yeah. but I think in that. Apart from poor Melbourne, but they're doing better. <laughs> yeah. yeah. We love Melbourne. Sending love out to Melbourne yep. friends listening. No, there's a few, <laughs> mm-hmm. but I think mm. that's a, that's a tricky, um, it's a tricky place to be in, you know, like it's beautiful to grow organically. And I think that's my goal as well. Um, but it's also can become hard when you're just always responding. You just, you're not in a proactive mode. You're always in a reactive. Um, yeah. and I think I'm yeah. trying to find the balance between the two because, I get it. So say I get like a wedding inquiry and they, and then maybe it's like an, or an elopement and they want it like in a few weeks or, um, today, mm-hmm. like I'm focusing on the podcast, but I might get a wedding inquiry this afternoon. And then I have to think about how to respond correctly. And like, you know, because those mm-hmm. little things are important mm-hmm. and all of a sudden it's that timely nature of having to respond that, uh, it can take away whatever yeah. you plan on doing that day. So, um, I am finding it hard. I'm trying yeah, to build systems. I think, <laughs> yeah, systems, all about systems and email templates and, yeah, knowing yeah, knowing what are you saying yes to, what are you saying no to, what's your offering that fits with you right now. Yeah, we're really working on our systems at the moment. Yeah. And what would we, you say, yeah. yeah. Um, As production grows. Yeah, what were you saying? Uh, I was actually maybe th- maybe that it's a better question actually to ask about um, the systems. But has there been anything in building systems that you've seen has just had a drastic change to your business and and helping you like really relieve some maybe stress? Um, so we're about to get this new software that's specific for clothing production, um, and a consultant. She's amazing. She'll help set it up remotely she's in the UK so that's going to be really life-changing I think because uh, it sometimes yeah as it's been busy it feels like things may fall through the cracks with the systems not not being good enough so yeah going through the process of manually editing everything all the data and all the fabric stocks and how much fabric each piece requires so it's quite it'll be quite a labor-intensive process but then it should make things more streamlined. And um, well, we used to make everything in studio. We still make a lot, most of things here. No, that's not true. We make a lot <laughs> of things here. We, add, we do the final touches here and all the veils here, but our main production is in Leaderville now. So my role has really changed. I sort of just feel like a manager now and I drive a lot to the yeah. scene to pick up, drop off and then back and then I'm on the computer all day. <laughs> Do are those touch points so important to you? Because you know, some of us 
and I think this comes around the question that I was about to ask, which what I, what, like, what's your version of success was kind of what I was going to ask. But I find that um, for me, I'm, I'm happy with being mm. the owner of my business and being the wedding photographer and not building a brand that's going to go maybe beyond me as such when it comes to weddings. Um, Cause I'm happy with just shooting by myself and maybe yeah. like if I got married and like I end up shooting with my wife or, um, that could be something, but sometimes I think yeah. we, we yeah. have these, Oh, we just need to grow this business and keep, keep building it till it's something astronomical or making heaps of money. But I think for me, I, I kind of realized the other day, I was like, I don't need a lot of money to like be happy. And, and my version of success is not so much monetary yeah. as it is freedom and, um, getting to do the Wednesday half yeah, day. Beach exactly. day. <laughs> like, so I don't know what's, yeah, I think, um, yeah. income comes at a cost, doesn't it? Um, yeah. Yeah. Lawyers, for instance, they'll work extremely long hours and be expected to be in the office till late. Um, a high income, but they're not present. They're not home. Oh, um, hubby. <laughs> oh, oh, well, he's, he's been much more flexible and things really changing. He yeah. has his own business. That's uh, so that's hard for good and hard for him. But yeah, it's, a, and just becoming a family and having a small person and one day wanting to have another small person, which feels overwhelming of how to even fit that in. Um, yeah. yeah. But always lots to learn. I've read, have you heard of a book called um, The E-Myth? I have. I have had it recommended to me yep. many a time. Yes. Have I read it? No, yep. I haven't. <laughs> no, I, mean, I so should. So a few people recommended it to me. And when I was okay. in like the, uh, when I was freaking out about staying on top of everything, I thought I'm going to read this book about <laughs> business. I'm going to learn everything in this book. Um, but the book, it talks a lot about the importance of systems, but it also mm. really talks about, I think, like the end goal of the author, you grow the business big enough that you can sell it for a high profit and you are out of the equation or that the business can run itself. Yeah. So I don't know. I don't, yeah, a lot of the book feels a bit like a cult in a sense. Like I don't mm. know how it sits with me. Like what you were saying before, I, I don't know if... Um, building it up to be an incredibly successful thing is, I don't know what that looks like or how, what, yeah. Yeah. yeah there's bits I, of the book that I find challenging. Same. I like same in that thought process. Cause I think that that's actually um, copied and, and, and people say, don't, you know, you don't want to sell your time. You want to sell your ideas. And I understand um, that concept. And I understand if I were to build like, Jai Long has, he's like a wedding photographer business um, person and he has, you know, coaching and products and they, those things sell themselves and then you don't have to, it doesn't have to do anything. It's all automated. It's already been created. So like, I understand Mm -hmm. that. Um, And maybe that's where I will move towards at some point. But I guess like if you were, if you were to kind of think about, you know, the next, few months and kind of what you're working on um maybe even like what you know within yourself like not just business wise but what are some things that you're kind of like I want to grow in this and I want this to and I think if I grow on this and this will help my business grow 
Um, uh, well, I'll start with, mm. I will start with some business things because that's yeah. like, that fills the mind all the time. Yeah, um, for sure. I'm working on a new mini collection of maybe five t- total pieces that we want to release soon that is pieces that are really perfect for a mini wedding or an elopement. So oh. that's quite exciting. That's my favourite part of of work is working on new designs. That's the free, the fun part, you know, where you yeah. just kind of get lost in it. Um, fitting that into the week is like buying a bit of time here and there uh, between doing the, the audit work and managing everything. Um, so working on that and then... Uh, yeah, just continually working on getting the structure more, yeah, better aligned. So working to have a Perth stocker. So we, this whole space will just become a big workspace, which I tell Penny every day I'm so excited about. <laughs> <laughs> we need a bigger table and we need more workbenches. We're dreaming of growing our family. So just sitting with that and. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, that's beautiful. And if you were um, to give someone advice that wanted to start their own business or, or was dreaming about something, you know, kickstarting something, what would you say to them? Um, maybe believe in yourself because, we, yeah, we carry so much doubt and worry. I've that's something I've thought about lately is acknowledging how much weight I place on worrying about the future. And I don't know if those things will happen. I don't know if they won't work out. I can't, I can't say that. I can't put that out there. I've just got to, you've got to stay curious like a child. Yeah. And sometimes you need to treat yourself like a child and look after yourself. So wow. have faith. Yeah. Yeah, that's a really special one to think of when you're struggling. <laughs> Kurt, sit down, man. Just get a get a milk bottle or something. <laughs> no, it's I real. Don't mind a, a Milo every now and then. <laughs> ah, okay. Well, with Milo though, Fancy like, thing. what's your what's your system? How do you how do you have your Milo? Ah. Uh, Okay, not too strong because it can make you feel a bit unwell. So just one big spoon of milk and then hot water and then a bit of full cream milk on top. Okay. I'm like the volcano guy. I like put it all down the bottom and then I pour the milk in and then it like comes to the top. (laughs) Oh, yeah. Uh, Delicious. You know what I mean? You Pretty much I just want to eat the Milo. It's not even about the milk. Um. But that may be the most yeah, important thing we when just talked about in this conversation. <laughs> Milo standards. Um, yeah, definitely. <laughs> yeah. But, yeah. Um, but sometimes you've got to, you know, do the non-important things. <laughs> yeah. Oh, of course. And I actually, this, this is funny. I've got, um, I've got, what do I got here? I've got like my bean grinder here um, and my, mug i'm actually recording somewhere else at the moment like this is my house so i'm gonna make myself a coffee after this you know and i'm just i'm excited about that (laughs) so it's a little things yeah it is but um i always like to i always like to end each podcast with five questions um 
So I think, first of all, thanks so much for jumping on and having a chat to us about what you're doing, um, what you're dreaming about. Uh, it's actually been really fun. And uh, I think it's cool to like be getting someone that actually listens on up and becoming and actually asking them like that. I think I want to do this more because I, I feel like I learn a lot. Um, mm, thank you. No problem. Um, but yeah, first question is your favorite film or series currently? Um, recently we watched Call Me By Your Name. Oh. And it is, have you seen it? I haven't actually. It's so beautiful. The cinematography oh. and the music and the clothes, um, everything. <laughs> it's set in northern Italy. So you feel a little bit like you're having a mini holiday as well. And it's quite cool. it's sort of an intense love story, but it's really beautiful. Yeah. I think I I think I would like that. I've I've uh I've almost watched it twice. You know, when you're with your friends and you're choosing a movie yeah. and like everyone's always like, Oh, I don't yeah. know, intense love story. I'm like, might have to watch this one by myself. <laughs> or with my yeah, yeah or with my watch girlfriend. it on your own and you probably will cry at the end. <laughs> oh no, don't tell me that. Um Okay. <laughs> well, <laughs> what's um what's one one book that's left a mark on you? Um, uh, well, reading a few books at the moment, sort of halfway through most of them, and then I just pick one up when it's uh, feels right. Um, I oh, well, right now I'm reading um, Pandora Sykes how do we know if we're doing it right which feels very applicable wow what's that um, is that business read is this that... book called uh it's sort of life i think she calls it essays on modern life so it's oh, really cool. everything it's interesting yeah. um yeah also halfway through the e myth we'll see what how that ends um a book i really love mind blank who the author was, but it's about it's a brain surgeon and he talks about his life and his career and um that was a really interesting book oh awesome man i love that mm. i'm actually talking to a reader i feel like i've had a few guests that are just like oh i don't really read books i'm like no <laughs> yeah so, so sad well kurt i knew that you were going to ask these questions so i thought about it also but um, my <laughs> husband and his family are all really big readers, so they've really got me into reading. I never used to read, and now I love it. At least half an hour before bed every night. It's really good. Ah, and that's the way. I'm the, Yeah, I'm the same. I like to read half an hour before bed, and I also sometimes like will read half a page and I'll fall asleep. So it <laughs> depends. Um, but, yeah. Well, yeah. What's, yeah. Yeah, it <laughs> what's, makes me uh, tired. It's good. Yeah. <laughs> What's one piece of advice you would tell your younger self? Maybe back to that, that believe in yourself part and just keep going and know that it'll be okay. I think when you're young, it's so scary. And um, yeah, even telling people what you want to do is scary and someone might react negatively to something and you just carry that for years and you maybe don't even realize. So yeah, stay open and curious and know that it'll be okay. That's so true though about the negativity. I remember telling someone what I wanted mm. to do when I was younger and he was like, 
really and i just remember that like this face like mm. where i was it's crazy mm. so be careful mm. what you say to people when they mm. and i think also guard your dreams you know tell them the people that that are close and that care about you i think yeah that's something i found important yeah um, yeah. yeah yeah and we don't know why they respond like that you're very empathetic i can tell <laughs> um what does what does becoming mean to you uh, I think maybe becoming who you're meant to be, who you're, yeah, who, what's your truth, you know? Yeah. What is your truth? Yeah. Beautiful. I think, yeah, coming back to almost those values that we kind of were talking about earlier. Mm. The yeah. values get tested all the time. So. All the time. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, if, if for the listeners, like write down what you value, I think that's really powerful and that'll help, that'll help guide you through all the things you have to face. Um, I think writing it down is so much importance in that um, value and yeah, what you're thinking about, what you want to do, um, all those, yeah, all those things, put it on paper, get it out of the head. Yeah. Beautiful. I agree. And then, um, yeah, I guess last question is what are you dreaming about right now? I guess you kind of said that earlier, maybe a little one, but anything else? Yeah. Having another little person in our family (laughs) and, um, and one day when it's safe to do so going, traveling, uh, longing to go back to Paris and Italy. So yeah, travel. That's exciting. Oh, I'm with you there for sure. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think um, we're all really missing that. We are. Yeah. For those lucky enough to travel, I guess, as well. But um, yeah, I guess to to end our, our, our chat, um, was there anything you'd love to leave us with? Mm, not really. Just um, beautiful. If just, um, yeah, keep, keep going. Just keeping going. Thanks so much for listening to my episode with Harriet Gordon. If you want to connect with her, go to at Harriet Gordon. That's her Instagram and you can find her website via that. And if you want to connect with me, it's at Kurt Bingham or at Up and Becoming Podcast. The links will be in the show notes. Guys, we're at episode 15. That's crazy. I'm so excited about what's to come and I hope that you are enjoying the journey as much as I am. If you ever have any feedback or want any topics to be covered, please let me know. Send me a message. Email me at hello at kurtmichael.com. But most of all, keep growing, keep challenging yourself, and I will see you next week for episode 16. Big love.